0: As thespians, we are told that acting is a competitive profession, and really it is, especially in today's day and age. If you want to do it, you must be 100% dedicated to your craft, and you must have a vast amount of patience. So, if you told me you grew up in Philadelphia, and then moved to LA with no job, no connections, and just a mindset to succeed, well, I would tell you, you probably wouldn't get very far. But that's not the case when we hear from today's guest in our brand new segment, behind the curtain. Erica Wernick is Hollywood's leading success coach. She's been a graphic designer for multiple TV shows and movies such as Glee, Make It or Break It, The Middle, Young Sheldon, How to Be a Latin Lover, The Five-Year Engagement, and so much more. She's the host of her very own podcast, The Hollywood Success Podcast, and has a multitude of guests end up on various jobs on some of today's biggest shows, including Grace and Frankie, This Is Us, Big Little Lies. 911, Rick and Morty, and so much more. Her upcoming book, Meant for This, is guaranteed to make you want to see a path to follow your dreams. We'll be right back with Behind the Curtain with Erica Warnick after the break. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Thespian Thoughts. Do you have any theater topics or shows you want us to share our thoughts on? Well, all you have to do is send us a message on Instagram at Thespian Show or on Twitter at The Two Thespians, and that's the number two. We can't wait to hear from you. Now, back to the show. Welcome, everyone, to our new segment on Thespian Thoughts Behind the Curtain. Within this segment, we're going to be interviewing special guests and talk about their connection to the performing arts world, whether it's in movies, television, or just stage performance. We'll be talking to each of these guests and see what their life has been throughout the world of the performing arts, and maybe that has led to a profession or just some really strong passion for it. And we're going to hear their insight on the world today within the performing arts. Mm -hmm. So today's first guest is Erica Wernick. She is Hollywood success coach, and she joins us right now. Erica, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, especially Mm -hmm. for our first uh, interview ever. Thank you for being our uh, test. And we're going (laughs) to see, hopefully we can get some more guests in the future with us and uh, do this with more people. So we're glad that you're here with us, a very special guest. Uh, and you have a very interesting history to where you end up, where you are right now. So we're going to definitely talk about that. Uh, but let's just get started. So when was the moment you knew, or if there are multiple moments that you knew you were meant for this and decided to follow your dreams?
1: I like that you gave a little nod to my book in there. So thank you.
0: (laughs) I I did. I did my research.
1: My book is called meant for this. Um, yeah, I, I it was definitely a series of different moments. I grew up acting and singing in musicals. I was drama club secretary, I was president of the chorus. I was total theater nerd growing up and I just loved I just loved that whole scene and I was, you know, I was super into Broadway too. But I don't know, there was this part of me that was always more interested in Hollywood. And I started designing flyers for the shows that I was in. I actually also did like some props for Little Shop of Horrors once. Um, And then while I was in high school, one of the summers, um, it was either before senior or junior year, I got to do a theater intensive program um, during a summer at UCLA in Los Angeles. And that was really, I mean, that, it was so, like, that whole experience was what you would think, like, a summer in L.A. would be like. It was really fun. We snuck into the after party of a movie premiere. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, like, very, like, I don't know, magical what you would imagine it would be. And that made me fall in love with L.A. And even even before I went there, I was already really interested and I already thought it was so magical like oh my gosh this is where movies are made and tv shows are made and actually when i i went to school for graphic design and when i was finishing up with my design degree my first job interview ever was um for a company called spotco and they design most of the posters on broadway there's actually two main companies that do that work at least there were back then and I got to interview to design posters for Broadway and I thought wow like this could be a really cool way to merge my love of the industry and but but I really want to be doing graphics now and when I when I got to New York to interview. Something told me I'm not a New Yorker. Like, I <laughs> I love New York, and I used to go all the time to see Broadway shows because I grew up in Philadelphia, you know, not too far away. And I always love to visit New York, but to live there is a completely different thing. And I just, it just didn't connect with me. Like, I didn't feel like I belonged there. And so L.A. was really, really calling me. And then one day I was watching a movie, 13 Going on 30, and I started to understand what graphic designers do in movies and television um, because I saw them eating this candy called Razzles in the movie, and I didn't know at the time that Razzles are actually real. I thought it was a fake candy, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, if that's a fake candy, a graphic designer had to have designed that candy box. And So I was totally wrong, obviously, about the razzles being (laughs) fake. But I was actually right about what graphic designers do. And in TV shows, it usually is a fake brand. Um, And so that's when I started to learn, oh, okay, I could be a graphic designer for television and film where I get to design graphics that are part of the shows. So it was kind of a series of all those things that led up to me deciding to move out west.
0: All right. So when you did make the move to LA, did you ever question if you really made the right choice?
1: Never. Whoa. Never. Wow. <laughs> no, that takes no. Some determination right there. <laughs> yeah. But I guess when you know what, yeah. when you know it's right for yourself, you you know that it's right. You do. You just feel it. I just. I've always felt. I mean, I just hit my 12 year anniversary out here, and I still feel it. I still know I'm. I'm supposed to be here.
0: So, how rare is it to see someone who has a story like you just move to LA with no connections and no job? At least nowadays. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, people move here with no connections and no job all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that. You should. I mean, I started making my connections before I moved. I would cold email people like a couple months before I was moving, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I did make some contacts that way from cold emailing, uh, and that set me up like for success pretty quickly. By the time I got here, I booked my first TV show just two weeks after moving. So, um, but it was because of the work I did ahead of time, and so Mm -hmm. you know, like I think that. you know, especially anything in the arts. Like, I would say the same thing if you want to move to New York, like, I think, or wherever you want to, you know, move to pursue your dreams, I think that. Waiting until you have a job, you'll be waiting forever. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just not the way the industries work. Like, there's a million other people they could hire who already live there (laughs) ahead of you. Mm -hmm. They're, you know what I mean? So, like, and and it's not even just that, it's just like energetically, you just want to be there, you want to be a part of it. Um, the faster you get there, the more people you'll start to meet, the more you'll start to be like, just what's the word, like, not entranced, but you'll start to you know, get involved and meet people and just be physically in it. So, um, yeah, so I always recommend that people do that. And I think, you know, most people I know move here without a job or connections. Yeah, so at the beginning of this interview, you did mention that you have a new book coming out. So
0: what can our listeners expect to react to in your upcoming book?
1: Well, so you guys, you guys are high school?
0: We're in college. We're in college. We're in oh, college. you're in college. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cool. Are you guys pursuing a theater as a major? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this book is for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I, so I wrote this book for any artist who has a dream that they feel like they're meant to do. Like, I don't know how you guys feel, but every artist that I've coached or that I've worked with or even, you know, my friends back home that I did theater with, it's not like people don't go into the arts because they have a goal of like, I mean, yes, people are, you know, people have a goal of like, oh, it'd be great to perform on Broadway one day or it'd be great to win an Emmy one day. But it's not Mm -hmm. just about a goal. It's about something they feel like they're meant to do and they can't not do it. Right, do you yeah. feel like that?
0: Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. agree.
1: And so I just feel like
0: uh, there so are... How does someone know if they're meant to be like becoming an actor or just getting involved in any job within the inter- entertainment industry? Is it like a sensation? Because you said you've experienced knowing that you were meant for this. What do you think other people feel like when they know that they are meant for this? They may not feel it right away, but when do you think yeah. is like a prime time in their life, like what example could you think of that maybe some of your clients experience that they knew that they wanted to do this and they were meant for this?
1: I think when you feel pulled to something and you can't ignore it. You know, like I've had clients where, you know, they're an actor and they try to ignore it you know they act for most of their life and then they're like you know what i should try to get a quote unquote real job and so they'll try to leave the industry for a year or two they'll get a job and then they come back because they just can't live the rest of their life without doing this they kept feeling the pull to come back like it's almost like the way that i explain it is almost like It's controlling you like you can't even control it. It's just it's such a strong magnetic pull towards something that you can't ignore, you know, just keeps coming up for you.
0: We hope you've been learning some great information from Eric Wernick so far. But alas, a technical interruption has interfered with our interview right in this moment. The second part of the interview, which you will hear momentarily, had to be recorded over Zoom. There's going to be a different sound quality to this part of the interview, but you can still hear the rest of her interview with Erica Wernick starting now. So what are some steps our listeners can take to find the right mindset and get onto the right path of their dreams?
1: Well, could you be a little more specific? What do you mean?
0: So let's just say, uh, someone wants to end up, uh, in, uh, on Broadway or just end up in Hollywood, like you are, what are some steps that they can take to get in the right direction? Like you said, uh, before you, uh, sent out some, uh, cold emails to some different people in Hollywood to get some, just start up with some connections. What can our listeners do if they want to do that? What are some first steps they can take?
1: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I think like a couple things, like I always like to give the the mindset answer and the strategy answer. So just from a mindset perspective, um, it's so great to talk to you guys right now as people who went, are going through college, you know, studying this because I, you know, I just know your path very well and I, I just know so much about it. And so it's, it's good for you to hear this now before you graduate, because I think that you know, I've I've worked with so many people who studied theater or acting or film, you know, things like that in college. And the thing is, is that a lot of times in school, they don't really teach you how to get the jobs. You know, you're learning the craft and you're learning the history. You know, you're learning all of those kinds of things, which are very important, but they don't necessarily tell you, well, now here's how you create a successful career. So, I think number one, from a mindset standpoint, is you have to start going into it believing that this is possible for you. I think that we're inundated as artists with the story that artists are starving, that artists are lazy, that, you know, artists are living in their car, that there are waiters and waitresses. You know, we have so many stories about Artists not being successful and struggling. And so when you leave college, college is like this very safe space. It's safe to fail, it's safe to succeed. The stakes are not high. And it's like you're in this very safe, comfortable bubble. And when you leave college, you're faced with I don't want to say the real world, but you're faced with the reality of the stories from everybody telling you how hard it's going to be. And, you know, how much you're going to struggle. And, you know, this is why, like, some people never move to New York. They're too scared of being broke all the time because they think that that is what it's going to be for them. So, number one, from a mindset perspective, you have to tune all of that out. You have to believe that you are going to be in that smaller percentage of people who succeed. And that has to be your number one Mindset, you know, belief. You have to have blinders on when it comes to that. You have to believe without fail that you can 100% do this. You can succeed. You're not going to be starving um, because that belief in itself is going to help you take the action and move to the city wherever you want to move and, you know, take the risks and all these things that you have to do from a strategic standpoint. If you go out after college and just feel like I'm going to fail or I'm going to be so broke and I'm going to be a starving artist and it's going to be so hard. Um, you know, like there's that great line from last five years when she's talking about, I'm standing in line with 300 women, you know, they all look like me, you know, it's like, we hear that over and over again. And that's what we think. And if that is what you think, that is what you will get because we always get what we believe. So if you believe it's going to be hard, if you believe you're going to be poor, if you believe you're going to struggle and never quote unquote, make it, that is exactly what your experience will be. But if you can go into it and going like, you know what? No, I'm badass. I'm going to do this. I know that I can make this. I'm, I'm going to be successful. If you can have that kind of belief system, it will really help you in succeeding because when you believe that, that's what you can get. And so from a strategic standpoint, I think that like the first thing that you really have to do, if you don't already know, is you have to learn the steps that are required for you to succeed, you know? So for example, like, let's say you wanted to be an actor in television because I work with like 80% TV actors you know, Mm -hmm. there is a very like general foundational path that you need to follow. So first you come out to LA or really you can go anywhere now, Atlanta, New York, Toronto, there's so many different places you could be pursuing television at this point. But let's say you get to the city. The first thing that you need to do is start booking or I should say start auditioning for some non-union projects through websites like Actors Access. Uh, Backstage might have some I think most of my clients get it from Actors Access, maybe some from LA Casting. So you have to create an account there, and then you have to start applying, submitting yourself to get auditions. And this is like, you know, student films and just lower budget stuff, non-union stuff. Start building your resume, get experience auditioning outside of school, get experience booking things, get experience filming things, Um, especially if you, like went to school, like if you're in college or high school and you're really focused on theater, but you want to be on TV, I would say, go get into an on-camera class immediately because on-camera class, you know, on-camera acting is so different from stage Mm -hmm. acting. So it's like, you want to start learning these steps. It's like, and then you you know, eventually you get enough credits where you feel comfortable and you're ready for the union stuff. And the length of time is different for everybody. It's like, and then you try to get an agent and a manager, and then you start to get into SAG, and then you start to get network auditions. So from a strategic standpoint, you want to figure out like, what is that path? What are my steps? And when I was cold emailing people, that's one of the questions that I asked because I had no idea. Like, how you design graphics for television. I was emailing people. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, is it a graphic design agency? Like, how does that happen? And people would tell me. And so just from learning those steps, then I kind of knew, okay, so my next step is X, Y, or Z. You know, like I kind of knew what to do from what people would tell me. So from a strategic standpoint, you really want to figure out what are my steps that I need to take and then go take them.
0: All right. And then we have... Just one more last question. If you could offer one word of advice to people who want to pursue a professional career in the entertainment industry, what would that be?
1: I think I, I can't do one. I have to do two. Is that okay?
0: That's <laughs> that is perfectly fine.
1: Okay. Because I feel like, like I know you guys have this podcast that's really focused on theater. And so I also want to speci- speak specifically to the people who um, are artists of some sort. Like you're an actor or you're a singer or you're a dancer. Like I want to speak specific. Oh my gosh. I cannot say those words together. I want to speak specifically to those people as well and in general, like in addition to the general kind of overall advice I would give. So just overall general advice I would give is kind of what I was saying before is like your belief is everything. Mm -hmm. You have to believe in yourself and you have to believe in success being possible for you. It real like those two beliefs. They control everything you do. I work with so many people, and when people are struggling, it's number one. They've wavered in that belief, and they are doubting themselves. They don't think they're good enough. They don't think they're worthy. You know, I think artists especially struggle with self worth a lot, and I think that's totally normal. Um, but so number one, it just all comes down to: Do you believe in yourself, and do you believe this is possible for you, and I always, like, I say yes to everything in terms of like, I believe that anything is possible. Of course you can do this. Of course this is possible. I choose to focus on what is possible instead of what isn't possible. So that's the general advice I would give to anyone pursuing this is like you really have to believe in yourself like you've never believed in yourself before. Like it is an olympic level event to believe in yourself and to believe in what is possible for you. Because you know there's going to be days where you're getting rejected or you're, you know, not getting a call back or you know, feels like things aren't happening and you're going to doubt yourself. And when you doubt yourself You don't try as hard, you don't take risks anymore, you don't make the ask, you know, you don't do all those things to put yourself out there. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, I kind of wish somebody told me this when I was in high school and college, that I have really learned, um, you know, after working in Hollywood for over a decade. And this might surprise you, but talent is not everything. And that's not to say that you shouldn't be talented, like if you want to do well and go far in this industry, whether it's Hollywood, Broadway, whatever, you know, obviously you should be talented, okay? You should be good at what you do. (laughs) And I think craft is so, so important. But when I was growing up in high school and even in college, I think like the competitive nature of it and in that small bubble, it really feels like talent is the only deciding factor And it just isn't, it just isn't because like, look, I, like, I wrote this in my book. Like I, you know, there were a handful of people from my college that went on to major in theater. And I think only one person is still doing it to this day. And they were all incredibly talented. It's, it's so much more than talent. Like talent is really great in school because the stakes are not high and there's not that much that you need to do. I mean, if you're in theater, you have to memorize lines. And so you do have to learn how to like, quote unquote, work hard to some extent. But beyond that, it's, it's perseverance, it's dedication, it's creativity. You know, it's be able to, being able to see solutions when you feel like none exist. Like I said, believing in yourself. It's like so many of these qualities are going to be 10 times more important than your talent once you get out of school.
0: Erica, thank you so much for joining us. For our listeners who are interested in your book and getting it, uh, where should they go to find out more information?
1: Yes, um, you can come. First of all, I'm on Instagram. Hit me up on Hollywood Success Coach. My book, um, I just did a limited first edition run that just sold out. But if you want to get on the wait list for the next one, it's meantforthisbook.com or you can just go to hollywoodsuccesscoach.com and that'll take you there as well.
0: Okay, and we will put all that information down in our episode description below. Erica, thanks again. And we hope all of you listeners joined, enjoyed this episode of Thespian Thoughts. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Thespian Thought Show and on Twitter at The Two Thespians. And that's the number two. We'll catch you next time with more Thespian Thoughts on Ragtime with Brenton and Mark.